Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from pro and college basketball to UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to BetOnline.ag today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Believe in OK State podcast. I am Megan Robinson, joined as always by Justin Southwell and Eve Batoba. Once again, guys, we think it's going to be kind of a slow news week. And then OSU Athletics drops this bombshell of this new vision plan for the athletic facilities, a proposed $325 million, or estimated, I should say, $325 million plan to update almost Every facility here in Stillwater, it's still in the conceptual (laughs) stage, but there is a lot going on in this plan. Well, you know what? For all of our listeners, if you're watching the YouTube channel, there's a reason why we're so dressed up tonight, okay? I got my collared shirt on. Megan has on a dress. Justin's coming out here with the the button down. Look, we're looking like we're ready to fund a $325 million project. No, I'm joking. But in all seriousness, this is so exciting for the entire town for oklahoma state university at large and definitely for the athletic department when you take a look at our facilities you know whenever i first got to oklahoma state in 2009 that was actually the first year that we were in uh, our newly renovated uh, football uh, building and much much thanks to t boone pickens generous donations to osu's football program we were the standard across the country at that time and you know Whenever that happens, it's a copycat nation. Everybody else wants to follow along. So we've been passed up. To be honest, a lot of our other programs had been passed up long before the football program. And it was long overdue. I'm excited that the softball program is getting a facility. I'm really excited that there's going to be an indoor track and field facility. There's nothing like being at a track and field event. And it's even better whenever you don't have to be outside in the cold. So I'm excited for that. And if you can recruit better talent to run track and field at Oklahoma State, and we're able to compete for those championships in the sprint events in those field events the better it is for everybody so super super excited for what the athletic department is doing with these facilities yeah it's no surprise that whenever you have facilities like this the talent will come we've seen it with football we've seen it with basketball we're, we're seeing it with baseball right now and uh kind of in spite of that we've been able to do it with these other teams and um now it's time for them to get some love too. So I'm excited for that. Actually really excited for wrestling. Uh, so it's yeah. been about, uh, I think the last national championship for them was in 2005. And I know a lot of, especially big 10 teams have phenomenal facilities for wrestling and yeah, it's time. It's time for us to step up in that aspect. So this is where I wish that 
I, you know, had multi millions of dollars so that we could like slap the Southwell name on the wrestling facility. Right. Uh, I wish I could, you know, donate that money. Unfortunately, I can't right now, but I am excited to see in due time, man. where it comes, you know. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've got the shirt. I'm looking the part. So it's just a matter hey, of time. You're right. Your, your son is going to be studying in Southwell Hall by the time <laughs> he gets to <laughs> he gets to Oklahoma State. Maybe you can donate like a couple thousand dollars and just have like a single locker, you know, like just one locker, Southwell locker in the locker. <laughs> that might get you. It might get you a shower head. Just like the yeah. Southwell shower head. That's it. Those are like five hundred a piece, man. Inflation. You never know. They're probably more expensive now. That was back in our day. Yeah, so. that's crazy. But I tell you what, this human performance innovation complex that they're talking about that's going to be funded by the university and it's going to be shared with the football program the football training center and then you have kind of an area where they're able to do research on human performance in general and they're going to be doing a lot of studies on on the athletes that is exciting to me you know i think that um, whenever your institute of higher learning can actually be uh, an innovation hub um, and can be something that actually puts out a bunch of you know, just a ton of great research out into the field uh, it just makes it that much more exciting, right? You've seen what OSU has been able to do, do with just um, advanced grass technology. You know, we're not going to talk about what happened at the Super Bowl. All right, we ain't going to talk about that. But, you know, That's just – But, <laughs> but it's, it's cool. It's very cool to witness that we're uh, once again looking to be at the forefront of kind of leading the charge when it comes to not just facilities but uh, performance research. That's what I'm most excited about, Eve. Um, I mean, you know this. We were in – sports media classes whenever we first started off in 2009 and for whatever reason neither one of us decided to finish our degree with that for me Switch the quickness too much writing too much writing it is uh <laughs> for me i just decided you know after being a part of the football program i was very interested in the human body's full potential and what that could look like being able to reach maximum performance and kind of became obsessed with it to the point where I was like, I want to learn all I can about it and I might as well do it as part of my degree. And I switched to health education and promotion and kind of, you know, got a passion for everything surrounding that uh, where it started off with you know, biomechanics and things like that. But as far as this research facility, um, it's going to be led by uh, Lance Walker, who has, if, if you have any chance to look up his background, uh, you know, he's been a part of some very innovative uh, performance. He, he was with the Dallas Cowboys for a while. And so I'm really excited to see what he brings to the table for Oklahoma as a whole. Um, but, you know, the, the benefits just uh, off the top of my head, you can just talk about how much money you can save just by living a healthier lifestyle um, and being able to, um, reduce healthcare costs and yeah. your, your health in general, just how much better you feel from day to day from a physical standpoint. And that leads into mental health and spiritual health. There's so much of that goes into it. So I am, uh, I'm very excited to see how Oklahoma state can, uh, put resources into that for the betterment of our community. Yeah. I mean, just the science that goes behind the kinesiology and the human body 
honestly, is something that's so intriguing. I think especially whenever you're an athlete, getting to know the inner workings of your own body, whenever you're rehabbing, whenever you're recovering, you know, what does that actually look like? And getting to know your body really at an intimate level. I even think about the University of Alabama, whenever Scott Cochran, their legendary strength and conditioning coach, left and he went to the University of Georgia and everybody was like, oh, my God, what is Alabama going to do? Everybody knows that Scott Cochran. And then they went and they hired the basically the human performance coaches from IMG Academy. And then what was happening with their sports tech lab was just so innovative. And um, it's cool to see that we get to, I I wouldn't even say mimic, but um, we get to create our own version of that, right? In Stillwater, Oklahoma. Um, Just to see what the actual potential of our golfers, our tennis players, our runners, and of course our football players, you know, what, what that potential can actually lead to. That's so cool to me. And one of the coolest parts for me is this new student success center that is being built. You remember, Justin, we used to go to the AC. You know, you get done with practice, you go to AC, you get tutoring or you finish your homework, whatever it is that you had to do. But that was that was outdated back in 2010, okay? So the fact that they're having that, and it's not just a place where you can go and study, but it's honestly a central area where student athletes across all the different sports can come together and they get to intermingle. You get to plan events. The student athlete advisory committee can come in there and have their meetings. Like that stuff is really cool. A lot of folks don't realize that whenever you're a student athlete, you, you're you basically seeing other student athletes more than anybody else. So it's cool that you're actually um, cultivating that type of community in a facility that's going to be brand new. I think too, it's like all the facilities, you have to do it to keep up with recruiting because you see that that's such a big part of it too. And I, you know, I think it's great that some of these other championship sports are getting updates. I know football is a big moneymaker. I love football. It's my favorite too, but you look at what softball's accomplished in the last five years. You look at wrestling, you know, wrestling hasn't had a win in a while, but they are the winningest program in the history of NCAA, not Mm -hmm. wrestling any sport ever in the history of the NCAA. And they're finally getting a, a locker room or a, a, a space, a workout space, a practice facility that matches their championship caliber team. Yeah. So I love that. This is not just for football. It's for all of athletics. And we can get into sort of a quick rundown of what is in this plan. But Justin, it seems like you had something to say. <laughs> Well, before I do, like wrestling, wrestlers are a kind of a different breed anyway. So I feel oh, like yeah. they were already able to, you know, push that kind of stuff aside. It's like, I don't care where we're going to wrestle. It can be in a dungeon and we're going to be able to do whatever we do. But, you know, it's time, you know, let's let's get it on par with some of the other things that we've got going here. But Eve, what you were saying about the academic center, uh, just how, you know, whenever you're a college kid, it's very easy to. Uh, be distracted and after practice all you want to do is just you know go home and you're not necessarily concerned with you know doing your doing your homework or whatever so being able to have a nice academic center where it's like all right let's just go knock this out real quick this is you know this is where I want to be uh, so where it's it's not so much of a what I have to like, do I have to do this yeah. you know it's like all right let's let's go ahead and knock it out I'm, I'm enjoying being here being here with my friends, uh, whatever the case is. And uh, yeah, there's there's a very rewarding aspect to that. And Meg, like you were talking about, as far as the recruiting aspect of it, absolutely. Um, we heard with Trace Ford leaving to Oklahoma. 
he said that OU has things that OSU doesn't that can help me get to the NFL or where I want to be, whatever the case is. And, you know, I don't want to hear that excuse anymore. So we need to get to that level and continue to develop. And that can't be an excuse moving forward for anybody who might want to transfer out. It needs to be the top athletes transferring into Oklahoma state because we're on the cutting edge of things like this. Did they announce how long this project is supposed to take by the way, or is it just. So it's still in the conceptual stage. They have no estimate on when it will be done, obviously. So if you go to okstate.com, uh, it's been, I'm sure it'll be the top story for a while. You can go in and read the full rundown of what everything will be. But also within that, there is a photo gallery at the very top. It says OSU unveils athletics vision plan. Uh, there's a website for it. There's a photo gallery news conference with, uh, AD Chad Weiberg, but I do yourselves a favor, go and look at these renderings because this is so, so beautiful. And if this, you know, if it looks anything like the pictures, it's going to be absolutely incredible. And I think it's also just going to like give Stillwater a facelift because you're going to yeah. have this beautiful complex in the middle of Stillwater. And it just sometimes, you know, you drive through when you see all these beautiful buildings on campus, the beautiful brick buildings, but you see also some of the older sad buildings and you drive by Allie P. Reynolds and you're like, wow, that stadium is like 50 years old. Get rid of that. And they are getting rid of that to make room for a softball facility. But you know what I'm saying? I just think that overall, but they're, they're still looking for donors. So if you if you have a cool mill or a couple of mill, <laughs> get rid yeah. of, I'm sure OSU would gladly take it. And nice just little tax write off very jealous that your name is on a building but no yeah. this is just kind of been very early i don't want to say very early but it's still in conceptual stages uh so it's there's not a duty i think the football stadium i know the football stadium has been under construction uh they're working on the seats i think on the north side right now and then next after next season they'll start with the seat rearranging and expanding and whatnot on the south side so that is currently in the works. That's one project that I know yeah. is happening. That's okstate.com slash all in for all the different plans that are happening there. So yeah, I mean, that's very exciting. And you, you know what, what piece um, I think almost gets forgotten about is uh, the equestrian team and what we do from an equestrian standpoint, right? So when you talk about the Pedigo Hole Equestrian Center and they're adding an additional covered arena um, over there, um, I gosh, our equestrian team is so cool. I mean, I, I went to five, six, seven different equestrian meets um, during my span over at, at Oklahoma State, and I would honestly encourage anybody to actually go and check that out because these girls are so talented, you know, with what they can do on a horse. And as beautiful as Carson Creek already is, they're enhancing that thing even more. So, you know, it's going to be um, really cool to just see more of the beauty of, of what's in there. I mean, what an exciting time, just an exciting time to be an Oklahoma State Cowboy Cowgirl. Yeah. And so, yeah, so we have the Human Performance Innovation Complex, which will, you know, kind of be under the same umbrella as the football training center or same roof as the football training center. So that'll be over by the Sherman East Smith area, Student Athlete Success Center, BPS Stadium Updates, the new softball facility, indoor track and field facility. Uh, so the athletes can train year round. It'll include a 200 meter banked track, indoor field event space, spectator seating, athletic training rooms, team meeting theater spaces, locker rooms, players lounges, coaching offices, the wrestling facility we talked about, basketball. Also, the plan proposes an addition to the south side of Gallagher Iba and will feature two practice courts 
adding the additional covered Karsten Creek. There's going to be a practice facility also renovated. So literally everyone is getting something. And I want to bring, go back to the track and field really quickly. The cowgirl uh, team indoor track and field team won their first big 12 title this weekend oh, in program shit. history. And the men, I believe oh, nice. came in second. Um, yes. They plan the Cowboys finished second place in team scoring. Uh, so, I mean, to your point earlier, Eve, about the track and field having that place practice, like we have really good programs that I think sometimes, and that's, it's not just an Oklahoma state problem. It's everywhere. Football is king. If you have a prominent, if you're a D one football school, that is, that is top tier. And then everything else kind of falls underneath. But I just think it's awesome that this plan includes, I didn't look officially. I mean, I didn't see anything about soccer, but it includes, a majority of the teams. And I think it's awesome that it's benefiting a lot of student athletes and not just the football team. I think honestly, with this news that puts us at the best, at the top of the big 12 conference in terms of facilities, like who else has better facilities in the big 12, especially now that UT is leaving, right? Like their locker room was really nice, but these are pretty nice. Who's that? Oh, yeah. Look, 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 we ain't talking about I that. Don't even, right? who's that? Who yeah, is I don't even know who you're talking about. I mean, yeah. I'm just going to be honest here and say, you know, but I think that this gives us the edge and it gives us something, you know, it, it, and, you know, Eve, you said that they were, something was relatively new when you got here in 2009. And 2009, depending on how you look at things, wasn't that long ago, but it was also forever ago, depending on your perspective. Yeah. And it also just shows how quickly things are become outdated and you 14 have, years ago. Yeah. I mean, and 14 so, isn't that long in the grand scheme of things, but it all like, you need to stay on top of things. You need to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to compare, for example, the Dallas Cowboys new facility, or like that whole massive screen from the 20 yard line to the 20 yard line was like the craziest thing in sports at the time. And since then we've got, like the Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons, Falcons, Minnesota Vegas, Vikings, Vikings SoFi Stadium in LA. Yeah. I mean, those things are like kind of making the Dallas Stadium look outdated. And it's only been, you know, 14, 15 years. Yeah. It's yeah. unbelievable. It's, it's like technology, you know, you get the new iPhone and then the next year, the newer version comes out. So how do you stay on top of it? But I think that yeah. this is going to position Oklahoma state to be a really incredible facility for in, in its entirety for a very long time. You know, you might yeah. see little things, Oh, the football locker room needs an update or this locker room. But when you look mm -hmm. at the entire complex, I yeah. think it's going to give other schools a run for their money for, because it's not, because it's not just for the student athlete experience that they're getting a yeah. the cool, but it's also for the fan experience. Exactly. Like the fans are, are, are getting that too. But I mean, it's cool when it comes to training facilities in general, I think, so, you know, my former employer, right, the Miami Dolphins, they went and they renovated their training facilities completely. And you know, which university they were looking at whenever it came to making this model was Clemson, like Clemson's, Clemson's facilities are so nice, right? That was like, for a long time was like the gold standard in all of college football. And honestly, a lot of people still regard that as, you know, maybe the, the best facilities across college football. And then you got Texas A&M, you got um, Florida State of the probably the nicest ones that I've ever seen personally. Like Florida State, to me, has one of the best facilities in the country. But 
it, I mean, the fact that whenever people are now going to talk about their top 10, you know, three, four years from now, I think they're going to have to include Oklahoma State in that conversation. I'm just really excited for softball because if you go to a softball game, A, it's super fun. The softball games are super fun. The energy is great. But a majority of the fans are literally in the outfield on these man-made decks. It's like a, some, like a patio you see in your backyard. And they're awesome and they're so fun. But the, this team is winning. They're the reigning Big 12 champions. They've been to the past two, three Women's College World Series. Like they are a premier softball team. They're currently, I don't know their current ranking, but they're top 10 team in the country. And you can only get a couple hundred fans to watch. And then nothing against mm -hmm. baseball. Obrey's a beautiful stadium, but it's not full all the time. So let's start, you know, if you build it, they will come and they yep. build these decks out at softball and those are packed. If you go for playoff softball or bedlam softball, you're going to be packed in like a sardine and it is so much fun out there, but give them real stands to get even more people yeah. out there to support those women. Yeah. That's very cool. Doesn't it just seem like there's a ton of unity within the athletic department? I, I think that's one of the, that's another factor that's just really cool about it. Like between, you know, Dr. Casey Shrum and athletic director, Chad Weiberg and all the head coaches that were all a part of that promo video that came out, that announcement video, like there's a ton of unity just within all of OSU athletics right now. And it seems like everybody's heading in the right direction and they're heading in that direction together. Big things happening for OSU athletics, but Switching gears a little bit, the other big things happening this week is the NFL Combine. Who doesn't love right. Combine Week? You know, time to make some money. Woo! Uh, Oklahoma State is only sending two guys this year to the Combine. Only two got the invite: Jason Taylor and Tyler Lacy. Lacy sat out the last four games of this season after suffering a lower leg injury versus Kansas. Lacy will go through workouts on Thursday. Taylor Friday. Guys, we've kind of declined in players getting the invite for the last two years. We had five and 21, three and 22. Like, what do you make of the lack of players from OSU being invited? Should we read into probably, it? I, yeah, I don't know how much we should read into it. I think maybe it's a, probably a pretty cyclical thing, I would guess. Um, you know, uh, the last couple of years, obviously, we had great records, uh, a lot of NFL talent on the on the roster. I think maybe this time we weren't as senior laden, so not as many guys are eligible for the draft to begin with. Uh, I I would I'd be curious to see what the the ratio and percentages. I'd have to like deep dive into all of that to see, you know, what what we're actually looking at to see if there's a true pattern. But when it comes down to it. Um, Coach Glass, our position coaches, they can get guys prepared for the NFL. Um, yeah, it's just a matter of you know how bad do you want it in some cases. So, uh, got to stick around. That's one thing. Got to stick around for it. Yeah, when you, when you, when you look at the landscape, right? Alabama leads the way with thirteen invite er, invitees. Yeah, in, invitees. Invitees. Oh. Invitees. Yeah. How do you say that word? 
30 <laughs> players invited. They got 13 players invited. 30, not 30. 30 would be so many. 13. Yeah, Ooh, 13. Yeah, Georgia. But would we be surprised if it were 30? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like Alabama with 30. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They got 13. Um, you got Georgia with 12. Florida, LSU, Michigan, and TCU have nine each. Clemson has TCU eight. TCU with nine. And then you have Maryland, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Penn State, and Tennessee with uh, seven uh, combined participants each. So, it, it, it is one of those things where it is cyclical, but at the same time, when you talk about like, hey, you know, money gets made during the combine, a little secret just from having been um, a part of a lot of these conversations with different scouts and with personnel departments, most of the team's draft boards are pretty much already completed. Like most of them are already completed. The biggest thing that the combine gets you are just a couple of tweaks here and there. You get to confirm a couple of things. Um, probably the biggest thing that takes place this week are the medical exams, right? Like a lot of these players that are you know, kind of nicked up or didn't get to finish the season, or there's just a lot of uncertainty about how their bodies are holding up. Medical exams are huge. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it's just getting to know the person, right? And how much can you actually get to know a person in 15 minutes, right? It's a 15 minute interview, or they're going out to eat and having these different conversations where all these players are so trained these days that they all give you the same vanilla answers right i love my family i love my faith i love my football you know it's all it's all vanilla so yeah i uh, think but eve like a lot of that too i tell me if i'm wrong but i think that a lot of them will rely on you know if it's alabama for example and you've got multiple players or really any school like we can even use oklahoma state for two players instead of going to each one of those individually you're going to the head coach and talking with them about these guys. And that's where the relationship with the head coach, I feel like really matters with these players, right? Like, well, yeah, talking at, to that at, little, like at Oklahoma state specifically, uh, Rob glass is the go-to guy. So everybody that I know in the NFL that goes through OSU's program to speak about any player, they always stop by coach glass. I'll go and I'll talk to coach glass and be like, Hey, the GM at the Dolphins, Chris Greer, told me to tell you what's up. I'm like, yeah, that's what's up. Like Coach Glass is the man when it comes to nice. that, that pipeline, right, the intermediary. And I will add, um, the combine, to, much, to many people's surprise, is more of an economic exercise than it is, hey, I'm trying to pick my best player. It's we know we want this guy. He's on our draft board. But do we want to draft them in the second round or in the fifth round or in the fifth mm -hmm. round or in the sixth round, right? It's, it's really trying to determine the value and of course, we know a bunch of people get it wrong, right? There are undrafted guys every single year that end up becoming, um, you know, perennial all pros. Uh, but it's an economic exercise more than it is anything else because the four, three to four to five years that they have on campus, that's really what determines where they're going to, um, whether or not they're going to make it in the NFL. So here's, here's my question about the combine because what I'm sort of reading between the lines is that it, not that it doesn't matter, but how much could a bad combine affect you? You know, like, because some of these things, I'm like, who who really cares how many reps at 225 you can do? But then you have players, you know, I think Malcolm Rodriguez last year had like 20 something reps and you know. Oh, it was like, it was like 36 or something. Was like, it yeah. yeah. That many? So that's. Yeah, I was there at his pro day. It was, it was unbelievable. Like that's unreal so that was at the pro day not the combine that's right but like but these things like it's unreal but okay how does that it shows you're strong but how does that translate to football and then it's like if you don't have the fastest 40 okay but like how often are players actually running a 
a legitimate 40 yard sprint. You're running routes, you're running, you know, like that. some of these things with the combine. And then you have players like Bryce Young said, he's not throwing. Okay. Because you want to throw in your controlled environment. You don't want to have a bad day or whatever, but you're also not going to be thrown in a controlled environment in an NFL game. So some of this stuff, I'm like, I don't really understand how important if like, if you have a not great day, how that could affect your stuff. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the three cone shuttle, you look at the vertical, I mean, those are true tests of athleticism. You're right. We want to know how athletic somebody is, uh, how much explosiveness in the broad jump he has, right? Like it shows a certain type of burst. I think that, if if a person runs a four seven or if they run a four five and they play receiver or they play corner, the person who runs a four five is more likely to get drafted than the person who runs a four seven, of course. So it matters from the standpoint of the higher you get drafted, the more money you get. Right. The bigger of a signing right. bonus that you get. Yeah. But then you take Keenan Allen, you know, plays for the Chargers, one of the best receivers in the NFL. He ran like a four seven four. And he's, you know, one of the best receivers in the NFL. So there are a whole bunch of other different factors. But it does matter if um uh, you want more money up front because, as we all know, uh, every every game is not promised in, in this in this sport. Yeah, and I also understand, you know, if you're fast, you can create separation. You know, if you're Tyree Kill and you're running, like you can create that separation. So I'm not saying that speed doesn't matter; it absolutely does. But some of these things too, and I just think it's so interesting when players are like, "Oh, I'm not doing this drill," or "I'm not doing that drill." I'm going to wait for my pro day. And I guess that it's, you're going to the combine more for the business aspect of meeting everybody and networking and all the informal interviews that happen as well. Um, And and even Tyreek Hill didn't get drafted until the fifth round. (laughs) Right. It's crazy. But you know, when you, when you talk about um, these guys who are deciding which events they are and aren't going to do, a lot of people don't have the benefit of being able to do that. Right. Like you have to be a surefire top 20 pick to even be able to make that decision. Yeah, I'm not throwing this one or I'm not running the 40 or I'm not doing this. Like that's a very, very, you know, you got 10 to 15 guys who may be able to choose uh, what they aren't going to do. But for the rest of them, overwhelmingly, um, you know, it matters. And they want to put the best put their best foot forward out there. For guys like Lacey and Taylor who are in the combine this week, and then they're probably also going to go through some drills at pro day. Like, what what if you know I'm making up numbers? What if JT runs a four five forty at the combine, and then here he runs a four seven, or you know, vice versa? Like, yeah, it, do they look into one more than the other, or is it more just? Well, I can tell you, <laughs> I can tell you from having conversations with some um, senior level uh, scouts. They'll say they don't trust any of the times that are actually put out there anyway. They all think that their like their thumb right. is the best, right? It, yeah, I, I've, I've been doing this for thirty years. Like I trust my timer <laughs> more than anybody else's. So you know, it really it it really depends on people's preferences. I love how whenever Justin Blackman was coming out and he decided that he wasn't going to run the forty yard dash at the combine, and he went and they asked him at the press conference and he just said, "Well, just look at the film. I've never been caught from behind." I love and that, then if yeah. you go back and you watch the film, he had never been caught from behind. So then he goes out in, in pro day and he ran a four, four, five. Right. So it's just one of those things where it's like if, if your tape is good enough, you, you really don't have to do anything you don't want to do. That raises the question. If your tape is good enough, then why even have a combine in the first place? Why not just make it a networking event if if people are going to opt out of things? Just take the physical stuff out of it and just make it you're invited to meet with these teams. Do all that stuff. 
Oh, I could tell you exactly why. It's the same reason why the combine used to happen in the morning and in the afternoons, and now it's all happening in the evenings because it's a TV show. <laughs> it is a TV show. Um, you know, it's it, it's such a weird thing. You know, a bunch of guys coming out there in their underwear, and you have a bunch of people who are just looking and examining them, and you're just like, oh yeah, body fat this, body fat. And here's how we look. Yeah, he looks strong. He look, you're just like, what is? Like there's some people who are really poorly built who can ball. Right? <laughs> so like you just you just don't know, you know. So I guess some of that has to do with like effort. You know, is he a locker room? Is he a weight room guy? I had somebody once tell me uh, Mike Pouncey um, center in the NFL and he played for what, nine years. And he would always say if he knew somebody was really good at weightlifting, they probably weren't going to be that good of a football player. He was like, like he would look at somebody and be like, nah, nah, nah he, he too good at lifting weights. He ain't, he ain't going to last in here. And he was always right. It's the craziest thing ever. So it's just like how much of that translates. Of course, there's stuff that translates, but right. um, you know, some of that is just honestly raw ability. I think the biggest proof is Tom Brady's combine picture, like that, that famous picture. And you look at that and you're like, this man is what he cannot play football. And he's, arguably the greatest player of all time, but hey. But then you got guys like DK Metcalf. Yeah, who's just like. Yeah. Yeah. There's some the people, honestly, who yeah. like when the sperm hit the egg, that individual was supposed to be 6'5", 230 pounds, running a 4'3", and catching with three fingers. Like you're just like, yeah, I mean, that's undeniable. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you do. You're going to get drafted. DK Metcalf is just a freak of nature and just, yeah. I don't. But stuff don't make sense. Yeah, it'll be With like a forty-five inch vertical, ridiculous. What do you guys? Did you guys have you guys ever like tested your verticals? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, so my pro day at Oklahoma State, I ran a four-five-six. Uh, my vertical was I want to say thirty-six inches. Okay. Um, I can't remember what my my three-cone shuttle was. I'd be so bad at that. Uh, my broad jump, I was actually really disappointed by. I don't even remember what it was. But, um, yeah, I think those are the only measurements that I actually remember. Yeah, I don't remember too many of those. Uh, so 40, I think the best 40 I got was 458. And vert was 35 inches. And then bench press, I did 12 at 225. I did 12 too. Yeah, I did 12 on the bench press. I remember yeah. that. Well, Maybe Justin was my workout. We were partner. workout partners, and so, we were you know able I mean? to keep up with each other. That was the biggest thing. Had to keep up. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. Whenever South and I came in, like we was making sure that people was on their stuff. Right? Like, it, it wasn't no joke. Like if you were gonna be a walk on back in two thousand nine, it wasn't no easy. Just like, oh, this person looks good. Get get them in there. No, like you really had to perform out there. Those, yeah. those were the days. I need and to it'd, be, it'd be really funny because like Kendall Hunter would be, you know, over there with the 90 pound dumbbells on incline. I'd be like, all right, man, let me get in here. And he's like, shut up, boy, you can't do this. And I'd be like, you know, repping it out. And he'd be like, oh, snap. OK, hold yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. They're like, they're so impressed. And you're just like, yeah. I mean, yeah, we prepared for this. You know, like we took this thing seriously. Yeah. Good for you guys. I, I, I can't I, I don't know if I'll ever physically be able to bench press. 225 but that's you know why should i have to you yeah, know you don't need to it's all right if you put your mind to it meg i believe you all can right. my one rep for bench is and this is one rep is one 110 and that's very exciting for me yeah you uh, that in seventh grade it, you did that in 12th grade seventh oh seventh oh you know what you, <laughs> i'm just messing with that's, you that's fine um but i just checked my <laughs> My highest box jump, so we'll go vertical because he had to jump on the box, was 32. That's not terrible. I also, okay. like, get nervous that I, I mean, 
I have some scars on my shins from box jumps gone bad. So I'm like, I really don't We've need to. We've all been there, Meg. We've all been there. Yo, you know who was a freak at OK State when it came to box jumps? Well, two people come to the top of mind. Yeah, I'm thinking of One, two. Isaiah Anderson. Yeah. I, his leaping ability was just. 43-inch vert. At yeah, least. rumor has it that he just caught another touchdown against Texas Tech. And the second guy is Cooper Bassett. I don't know if y'all remember oh. Cooper Bassett, defensive end turned, or or was it tight end turned defensive end? One of the, one of the two. Like he came in one position, left the other one. Yeah, but, I think that's right. Tight end to D end. Yeah, like that guy has some ridiculous. Actually, that guy was go. just Captain America in general. Like he. I was thought you were gonna player. say uh, Jamie Blatnick because he's still doing like fifty three inch box jumps with thirty five pound dumbbells. Yeah, he's well, he's a different type of different type of he's, human. Yeah. yeah, he looks like the Rock. How? Next year, guys, I'm going to if I start training now, I can be ready. Not that I'd get the invite for the combine, but I can do the workouts on my own. And I'd, you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to put a, a like an OSU all combine team. Right. Just to see <laughs> where people would, would rank on that. You know, like I think Marcel Aitman has to be somewhere like most impressive wingspan. You got Tyreek Hill, of course, is going to have like the fastest 40. Jay Stu might be there with like the quickest person. And then when it comes to hands, Des Bryant, right? Like, I don't know. I think that would be, Ouch. That would be fun. Well, you know, after, after Justin Southwell, of course. Are we talking <laughs> about combine performances? Because then it would have to go to Des, Justin. Unless you've participated in the combine. Fine. I, that's fine. I th- okay. Yeah, that's fine. Fair. <laughs> fair is fair. Well. It is fair. Best of luck to both Tyler and Jason this week. Hope you guys crush it. Show out for Oklahoma State. Ball out. You know, just run fast. That's my advice to you. Run fast and lift heavy. That's And yeah. drink plenty of water. If there is one thing that I always try to emphasize with every single one of these players, it is so easy to pull soft tissue muscles because everybody's not really training for football at this time of the year. They're all training for, for the combine and it's easy to get dehydrated because you have to weigh in and you have to make sure that you're under a certain weight. And next thing you know, you pull the hamstring because you weren't properly hydrated. Make sure that you have a gallon of water with you at all times and just be properly hydrated, please. With electrolytes. With electrolytes. Yes. Liquid IV. Stock up now. Need it. Every 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 player that I've ever been around while they were doing combine training, I always had a water bottle, and I would give it to them, and I say, "Hey, every time I see you, I need to see a water bottle with you, please." Also, go to Harry and Izzy's or St. Elmo's and get the shrimp cocktail. Those are my indie advice for you. Can't wait! I'm going to St. Elmo's for the first time this week. So for the first time, oh, nice. first time, yeah. God, that shrimp cocktail. Is life changing? Ooh, can't wait. So good, it's so good. <laughs> but I digress. I might just pop up. I'll just show up and get for the shrimp. Ugh, yeah, come on in. I'll save you a seat just in case. Yeah. <laughs> well, before we close out this episode, it's time for everyone's favorite segment: news and notes, highlighting those OSU athletes doing their thing. Jansen Kiesel, he was named the Big Twelve Newcomer of the Week and one of Collegiate Baseball's National Players of the Week. He's a transfer from BYU. He was a starting pitcher in the Cowboys' historic performance last week against California Baptist. He pitched five and a third innings in the combined no-hitter. 
And in those five and a half innings, he racked up 11 strikeouts. It was the first combined no-hitter for Oklahoma State since 1993. So you go, Jansen. Come on, Jansen. You go. Done. And like two days later, they pitched another no-hitter. Yeah, so that's what I thought you were going to say, that you were like, that was the last no-hitter since yesterday. Well, I guess, yeah, that's true. But <laughs> at, at that point, it was – so there's been two recently, but the one that Jansen was through five and, five and a third in, that was the first. So they've had two combined no-hitters this week, and they have not had any since 1993. So come on, baseball, let's go. That's what I'm let's talking go. about. Yeah. So. Hey, real quick, if you guys had to run a 40 right now, what do you think you would run? 6-5. <laughs> Six five. <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I don't think oh, I'm cracking. No. I don't. I don't think I'm going below five. Absolutely Ooh. not. I have never run below five in my life. Like no. Because that, that's the hardest thing from an athleticism uh, standpoint. That's the hardest thing to retain is speed. And if you're not constantly is, sprinting really and is. running fast, like you just lose it so quickly. I have never been fast. And my parents will also tell you, Meg has never been fast. I know my weaknesses. Speed isn't one of them. But when it comes to endurance, I can outlast a lot of people. I have no doubt. I don't need to be fast. I just got to outlast you. You know, when that receiver's getting gassed, it doesn't matter. Because I can breathe. That's what matters. <laughs> I got endurance. Yeah, speed. Um, I guess I mean I I, I was kind of fast. I think the fastest I ever was was when I was in twelfth grade. Like that's probably the fastest I ever was. But my leaping ability is what I always like hope to hold on to. You know, I made it to 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 the regionals. Yes, yeah, I made it to regionals in high school uh, for the high jump. Jumped to six foot eight, and I've never like I did that once. I ran a four four eight once, and like that's just like the peak. I've never been able to replicate those performances ever again. It's like one day. Things were just aligned. But yeah, that leaping ability is to this day, I'm still holding on to that. How often do you find yourself needing to leap over things? Oh, every day. Every oh, single day. I, yeah. Every day I just yeah. jump and try to touch the ceiling for no reason. Cool. <laughs> Not out of necessity, just out of habit at this point. Yeah. And, and you know, it's one of those things like even like whenever you go to the gym and you walk past a bench and you're like, huh. Let's just see how many reps 225 I can do right now. And just randomly just get down there and just do it. Like just certain things just never really leave you. Well, I did. Do you guys ever do the beep test? Did you do the beep test? Yeah. I did that like a year ago, two years. I don't know. A little while ago, I did the beep test. And uh, I was the last one standing. I there beat like seven men. And I was like. <laughs> there you go. And you know what? Up. Did not even That's warm up. That's yeah. probably more important than any of that other stuff that we were talking about anyway, because like that that cardio endurance. and that muscle endurance is endurance. again it brings it all full circle, right? Just going back to the human performance center that we're yep. that we're building. Just mm -hmm. make sure that that beep test is ready to go over there. Right. And the person in charge of it, who is a professor at Oklahoma State, who trains um, like first responders to like for tactical athletes for training and everything, he complimented my. Heart rate recovery. I brought my heart rate down. I recovered very quickly. It was like, <laughs> didn't okay. even warm up. So I don't need to run fast. I have endurance. And Yo, that's what matters. Give all of our athletes the secret. What is it? Are you just breathing in through your nose, out through your mouth? Like, what, what's going on? I just like train enough, you know? I don't know. It's just, just a gift. Respect. Respect. <laughs> I dig it. Maybe some good genetics in there. 
Just gotta sure. take I don't know about yeah. that, but you know, it's just you just gotta train. You gotta just I don't know. In through your nose, out through your mouth. Salute. Breathe through things. That. I don't know. <laughs> you you're tired, you're not. People sometimes, if you're like doing certain things, if you're like you hold your breath and you don't realize that you're holding your breath, if you're like trying to bench or like rep something out or you're squatting, you're like, no, you have to exhale breathe on the it. way up to like once you get it past that certain point, like True. you want to breathe in and brace yourself, squat down. And then once you get bu above parallel, you have to exhale. So you coach Meg, coach oh, let them know. <laughs> Okay. Sometimes I can be athletic and, you know, training tips on the next episode. Hey, these are all, that's just all the perks from being around like the world of athletics at all times, right? You, it's like all this residual knowledge that you have, and then you just apply it and great things happen in your own personal life. Yeah. So, sports. Sp hashtag sports. Go sports. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Believe in OK State podcast. Presented by Bet Online. Once again, I'm Meg, joined by Justin and Eve. I almost said watch, but you know, you're already watching or listening. Like, share, subscribe, comment, follow, do all the things. And of course, go pokes. Go pokes. <laughs> go pokes.